Hi, thanks for tuning in. This is Druggers for the People. This podcast will contain my feelings and opinions and uh, stories from from my practice in pharmacy, but none of this should be taken as just hardcore fact. This is more about stimulating questions that you can then take to your pharmacist and your doctor and your healthcare team uh, to help you better understand and participate in your care. And once again, just a little reminder, if you're looking for medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, you won't find it here. You need to use your healthcare professional for that. Today, uh, we've got Carol, the people here, and I've got a question for you, Carol. Uh, what kind of mood are you in today? Hi, I'm in a good mood. Good mood? Good. Uh, I'm, I feel pretty good, too. Good. I bring it up because um, it's funny. Some of the psych um, categories and stuff don't make a lot of sense to me. Like, we did a podcast on mood stabilizers. Remember that one? I do. Yeah. And so that kind of makes sense, but, like, mood disorders. How can you be disordered in your mood? <laughs> well, <laughs> you can, apparently, according to the... Uh, Psych industry, <laughs> I'm sorry, I haven't come up with the organization to reference on that because it's been used forever. But um, mood disorders are like depressive type things, major depressive disorder, bipolar, seasonal affective disorder, which people can have. Oh, that make that one makes a yeah, lot of sense. I know some folks living up in Seattle. I don't know if they yeah, wrestle wow. with that or not. Not enough sunshine. Yeah. Um, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Okay. Careful. um and then you can have depression related to medical issues and that kind of thing anyway sure those are those are referred to as mood disorders sure Um, i know there's lots of people dealing with those things yeah it just seems a little too innocuous to me yeah and Mm -hmm. it's it really is serious business but to say that it's a a mood disorder seems um, like a bit of a disservice it it, sounds like you're lining your moods up in a row and you've got them mixed up (laughs) I know it's the whole good mood, bad mood thing that confuses it. Anyway, so what we're going to talk about today is using Abilify in particular as an add-on when an antidepressant such as a serotonin-specific reuptake inhibitor, which we've talked about, like Zoloft and Prozac (laughs) and those kinds of things, or a serotonin and norepi reuptake inhibitor like Cymbalta or Effexor. I know they're just they're just so you <laughs> just have those antidepressants and if mm-hmm. it's not quite there yeah. you can have uh, Abilify added. Or is it possible that those were working for you and that starts to fade a little bit and they need a bump? It's possible, and that's certainly um, staying in contact with your doctor and reporting that kind of thing mm-hmm. would absolutely be essential. And yeah, that is possible. And you have to remember too that the those antidepressants we talked about will take like up to six weeks to start having an effect. So, oh, I see. A bit of okay. patience there. Um, anyway, the the Abilify is classified as an antipsychotic. Hmm. Does that make sense to you? No. No, it doesn't to me either. It's also neuroleptic. These are these are words that were coined back in like the 50s mm-hmm. uh, to describe when, when Thorazine came out, like in the mid-50s. Um, and it made sense because they treated schizophrenia and the symptoms, psychosis being in there. And um, But it, to me, it seems outdated and that we haven't come mm-hmm. up with some better category. Like specifically Abilify, Ariprazole is the generic name, is an atypical neuroleptic or an atypical antipsychotic. 
So what are we doing using it for yeah, bipolar depression? It's also used in autism spectrum disorder and Tourette's syndrome. So it's like, to me, it that's doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know what if I mean? If you were going to call it a different category, what would you call it? <laughs> nice. I thought about that. Um, I think neuromodulator. Oh, I like that better. Yeah. Let's well, talk with them and see if they'll change it for us. <laughs> Surely they'll hear us out. <laughs> I would think so. Um, it's like, here, it, and, and I would use that kind of phrase because we don't know exactly how these things work. We don't know the exact mechanism of action. Now, so when you say we, you're not talking, talking about, about just you and any, me, the scientific the community. Yes. It's just not known. The human body and the mind in particular I just think is a miracle. And you're like, that's a cop out. You're not trying to understand it's so it. So complex. No, I, I read a lot of articles and mm-hmm. I think it's incredibly interesting, but we just don't know. Right. And it's um, really complicated. So when we talk about like a neuromodulator, mm-hmm. um, the, the antipsychotics and these new ones in particular, they have, so it's like dopamine blockade. Okay, blah, blah, blah. This is, and that was the main thing back in the day. But these things work on the dopamine receptors, and there's a couple of them, and these other neurotransmitters, these serotonin type re- transmitters in specific parts of the, of the brain. Antagonism of D1, D4, 5H2TC, 5HT6, 5H. Good <laughs> so grief. See, those are all types of serotonin receptors. Right. And they have these, and it goes on. The mm-hmm. activity of these things. So again, we we come up we okay science mm-hmm. the applied science of medicine and research there tries to find something that will have the desired effect. And it's got these other things. It's incredibly complicated. One of the things that happens with these atypical neuroleptics these these neuromodulators um, is the the risk of metabolic syndrome. What is that? That's where you gain weight. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have your lipids get out of get out of line. Mm-hmm. It's a risk factor for developing type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. So why would that happen why with a medication? That well, with one that you're using to treat um, a mood disorder mm-hmm. or uh, any or schizophrenia or any other of these other. Why does that happen? Why does it? I don't know. Oh, so science and, doesn't know. Well, and it's because it again, we're we're not like if you're shooting an arrow mm-hmm. at a target and you've got that bullseye, you would have a specific target. You have that I think it's the yellow rings in the middle and then red, but you would be aiming at one specific target. That is what kind of mechanism of action are you looking for here to get just helping to treat that depression. But what we have now and we have this myriad of uh, side effects that can pop up. Is uh, it feels like <laughs> it kind of feels like since we are not able to exactly know, we're rolling a monstrous boulder at the <laughs> target and knocking it over that way. So we have some of these side effects popping up. I I bring it up so that people can keep in mind the importance. Because everybody's different too. Every person, you know how different we all are. Oh yeah. And that's a that's a biologic genetic thing. It's like what happened to you when you were a kid. All these things right. make us. What so your current unique. situation is, Absolutely. all the stresses you're under. Absolutely. Things so, you can't control in life. Yes, and the, and besides all of your mind, mental, emotional things, it's our bodies are just different. So Chemistry what am I getting stuff. at? 
that whole thing about journaling, like mm-hmm. pay attention to what's happening to you. Mm-hmm. And, well, and Do you think that that uh, tendency to gain weight keeps people from taking their meds? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the major drawbacks with that, that group of meds is are, are they, weight gain. It's, it's significant. Sure. Are they working on something that doesn't do that? They, they really are. I mean, this has been, when it happens, this is like competition develops for like, we've got to get rid of this. And it's well, that's a for, good the, thing. for the patient. And it's also the way our system works. So mm-hmm. like there are groups, as far as you'll find charts for listing the, the um, antipsychotics and which ones have a risk of this metabolic syndrome, which is the dyslipidemia. That's your mm-hmm. lipids getting out of line mm-hmm. and the risk of diabetes and weight gain. And so- for what we're talking about today, a riprazole, a bilify being added, the risk for weight gain is very low. Oh. And for the risk of diabetes and the dyslipidemia, it's almost non-existent. So, so that's it, a it, positive. It's doing well in that regard. So, but this abilify, you wouldn't take it all by itself, would you? Well, it depends on what you're treating, but it's an add-on for depression, which is what we're talking about today, bipolar okay. in particular. Okay. Major depression as well. But this it's yeah, it's an add-on. But it is used as a um antipsychotic for other indications as well. I'm not exactly sure about how it's approached and dosed for like autism spectrum disorder. Mm-hmm. I've not not looked at that. Mm-hmm. And Tourette's. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's interesting that it has an application in Tourette's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the uh, the other thing that you got to watch for with this group of drugs, all the all the antipsychotics, again, neuromodulators, because they have these broad activities, which is why I think it's useful for these other indications. But you, you would look at side effects and compare, like sedation. Is that something you want or don't want? Mm. Some, sometimes Some that's a good thing. Some people would like it. Yeah. That's right. Extrapyramidal symptoms, which are these movement disorders, mm-hmm. which are not significant with this group of drugs. So we won't bother with that too much. Anticholinergic, which is that drying your mouth and uh-huh. accommodating your vision accommodation would be compromised. Um, getting dizzy when you stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, orthostatic hypotension. Um and then there's a chance for seizures and prolactin uh, problems. That would be um, something. That's what the older group of drugs. We don't need to talk about that really. And so you compare them all, and mm-hmm. it, you can see that the decision is made based on what side effects do we want or not want. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of other complex factors. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. But the I'm it, the group of drugs is differentiated in large part by the side effects that it might cause. Okay. So there's, you know, quetiapine, which is Seroquel, which is like more, if someone's really agitated, needs some help going to sleep, take it later, th- this kind of thing. Okay. Okay. So does that make sense to you? Uh-huh. Okay. So we don't know how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I just want to throw this out there. Before you can know how to fix something you really know you need to know how it works you, sure does that make sense to sure. you like yeah if you take your car to the garage uh and it's leaking something um if someone doesn't know that there's oil you know <laughs> that's a problem <laughs> that's a problem and i just think that like our minds and our emotions and all that goes into this the where we run into problems is we don't know exactly how this all works sure. and 
Um, big grand prediction here. I don't know that we ever will. Exactly. Well, you have to climb inside each individual person's head to understand. You know, how can you possibly totally understand what's yeah, going and, on in somebody else's head? And we all, even though we are all in our own skins here, mm-hmm. we are connected. And there's so much that influences, I think, what goes on sure. inside of us and like your spiritual life, what your belief systems Absolutely. are. Um, it, it makes such a the huge difference. People that you're surrounded by, your circumstances, things you can and can't change. Yeah, yeah. How you live in your life? Right. Are you happy with that? Right. All those big kind of questions. That stuff plays in too. We know that, don't we? We do. <laughs> so, when this might be an option for someone, the, the whole the question of what risk benefit comes up, and you have to mm-hmm. have this discussion with sure. your with your physician. Involve whoever you feel like is going to help you, your pharmacist, your your loved one, sure. loved ones, what, you know. Sure. Um, so the risk of what the med will will do in addition to helping you and the risk of not treating whatever is happening. So Okay. Uh, anyway, there's there's lots of precautions. Um, anytime someone starts on this, they should Wait, just Before we go there. Okay. We're talking about this Abilify or Ripperzol, right? Right. Okay. Yes, Abilify. Specific. That's what we're talking about. Okay. And it does apply. We to covered group, a lot of ground. It, we did. <laughs> but it covers this group of drugs, okay. these atypical neuroleptics. Um, so the point will be, we won't get into every detail, but tell your doctor everything. Right. Anything supplements you're, you're taking, all change in exercise, all drugs, change in life situation. Anything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, supplements, St. John's Wort. You really need to let them know about that. If you've got... If you've had diarrhea, if you've been dehydrated, high or low blood pressure, uh, just the whole picture about you, because these drugs are really powerful and there's lots of precautions. Um, pregnancies, ob- well, I don't say obviously, but that is one. Um, that feels the- like a big one to me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So it can make you drowsy. So obviously operating a, a car, uh, not to drink alcohol with it. Um, and then again, the, this whole thing with that metabolic syndrome, mm-hmm. you know, how do you feel about it? And right. and then if you make a decision, I need this, let's move forward, you know, to monitor it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so the orthostatic hypotension, again, this is like with the beta blockers we've talked about, the blood pressure meds. Mm-hmm. What do you do to, to, to take care of that? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. You get up slowly. Okay. <laughs> it's complicated. It's like, don't just jump up. Give your body and your vasculature a chance to constrict and keep you from getting dizzy. So that okay. you need to know about. Um, here's one. This 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 drug can make it a little harder for your, for your body to cool itself down. So if it's really hot out and you love gardening, maybe not doing it at three in the afternoon. Uh, but that's be, important. Be aware of that. Absolutely. And, this, and th- when you're out there, don't get up too quick. That's right. <laughs> That's right, Carol. That's absolutely right. So all that in mind, you need to then make this decision. Because these drugs can really have profound, wonderful effects on a person's life. Yeah. So this is not discouraging. This is Happiness just, is important. This is just getting in the game mm-hmm. and, and knowing, hmm, this could be due to this. Right. So, you know, the side effects, if we just list them, and I, I listed the kinds of activity in your body that would be problems Mm -hmm. a little bit ago, specifically like headache, nervousness, restlessness, dizziness, heartburn, constipation, diarrhea, stomach pain, weight gain. When you get your your, um, sheet with the prescription, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of thing you're going to find in there, those lists, those laundry lists. Would a pharmacist say to you 
that this could maybe cause the following things? The the what thing? Would the pharmacist tell you like what to look out for? Well, it depends on how much time you want to spend okay. with the pharmacist, and mm-hmm. if you say, "Can you can you detail these?" Then um, the it, the list is long. Mm-hmm. And what I think the, the the most useful thing to do is what are the more common ones mm-hmm. and the ones that may go away, mm-hmm. and then what are the less common. And know and have a list of those, and then which ones are really severe. So okay. sort of these three categories, but in general, just again to that drug journaling, having knowing when you start anything that's going on, good and right. bad, man. Keep notes. We're, yeah, yeah. And uh, more serious stuff is like rash, hives, itching. So we're talking about allergic type reactions here, seizures. Obviously, Yikes. I think that's mm-hmm. yeah changes in vision. Uh, uncontrollable shaking. So we talk about you when know, you start thinking about extra pyramidal symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, stiff muscles, which is neuroleptic syndrome, this fever. Problems with coordination, tightening in the neck muscles. Again, these are these tardive dyskinesia or extra pyramidal symptoms. And that's a whole nother podcast to get into the, what exactly that's about. But anyhow, these are things that like, wait a minute, you call your doc. Mm-hmm. You get some. You get some help. Right. So knowing what those things are. Right. Again, and sort not, of knowing that that could cause the like seizures, for example. If you're taking other stuff, I mean, for me, I might not pick up on that right away. But then when you look back and say, "What am I doing that's new?" Um, maybe you could figure it out as well as talking with your doctor. Absolutely, that's absolutely right. And I, I, I just want to reiterate: this is when someone needs some help. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a commonly added med, mm-hmm. well, so not to diminish the value in it. Mm-hmm. Do a- lots at all. Of, is this pretty widely prescribed? It's it's a it's a fairly widely prescribed med. Okay. Yeah. So it's just to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take this, but let's really make this work for us. It's like any other tool; mm-hmm. all the good for, it can do for you, mm-hmm. but if you're careless with with it, it could hurt you. It's a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> that's no. right right you don't you use a chainsaw all the way you're supposed to you don't right. juggle them well i personally never use one but <laughs> yeah that's a good example though okay uh potentially dangerous but incredibly useful super helpful. so we just we just want to you know use okay. this tool correctly right so if you are somebody who's in the situation where you're considering this and you with your doctor or if it's for someone you love um, this is all important information, but if your doctor feels like it's good and you're open to it, it can be super helpful. When I say chainsaw, I don't mean like, don't do this because it's super scary and dangerous. I don't mean it that way. Right, right. It, it, it's And all that, I think, is about having this conversation, and it's on the same level with your doc. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it feels like uh, sitting in there in front of, you know, at the doctor's desk and you feel like you should be on a little chair looking at yes. because, because or it just on the doesn't... table in a paper gown. <laughs> you want to have it on the same level, just right. speaking person to person, even though this is a physician. And I know a few, they are actually people. And so you, <laughs> Super to, smart, to, to but... express your real concerns. Right. And, and they're concerned those... about you too. I hope they should yeah. be. Yeah. I, and most, most doctors really are, but mm-hmm. they're also very busy. Yes. So try yes. and have that a conversation that's that makes sense. I do want to say here too, before I forget, that the the options for treating depression and and, and mood disorders and, and mental health issues, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's great to include the talk part 
the psychotherapy mm-hmm. or whatever, you right. know, cognitive behavior therapy and the different types of right. ways of think of trying to work through this to understand it right. and have some some right. uh, things you can do that way and and, and maybe in addition to the and meds. That's super beneficial. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Lots of people we know, ourselves included, have benefited from that. Yep. Absolutely. So I think that that's about it. I really just wanted to get into um, using this as as the tool that it is, a very useful one, mm-hmm. but to know these other things that can go on. And there are so many factors that go into causing these uh, mood disorders, the biologic things we talked about, genetic, environmental, environmental things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't want to get on a soapbox here. <laughs> might be too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> so an antipsychotic, again, like if someone is applying for a job and there's like, um, they, they share that they're on uh, statins, anti-lipid meds. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But then if they say, I'm also on an antipsychotic, well, th- would that cause alarm or just con- some bit of concern? Having been an HR person, it might make my eyebrow go up for a minute. Yeah. And it really shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Because you have to to be speaking with that person, and this is who they are, and this right. these neuromodulators that that they may be taking sure. are simply to get this balance back. You know, with- yeah. But by the way, because of HIPAA and HR, no one would ever ask you that, or should ever ask <laughs> oh, you that in an interview. Well, that's true. Ever, I'm, I guess. <laughs> very good point. <laughs> so don't let that happen. That's right. Don't uh, answer I, if they ask. But you that. my thing is like to to refer to these things as antipsychotics. Um, is just outdated. Mm-hmm. It's completely it needs a new name. Well, that's an indication that you know we have anti-inflammatories. That's mm-hmm. the indication. Mm-hmm. When they first came out, antipsychotic. That's the indication. The scope and the discovery of all the applications for this sort of to me mandates. Let's call it something else. So if we can't use an indication, then what is it doing? It's a neuromodulator. It is. In some areas of the brain, blocking dopamine and antagonizing serotonin in other parts of the brain, you know, those things are elevated. The The scope of it is they're, they're still figuring this out. So mm-hmm. let's call it a neuromodulator because it has all of these great applications. Let's for people petition who need help. science to do that. <laughs> let's get science. <laughs> What's the number for science, Carol? <laughs> That's right. Get, How do we get them on our team? <laughs> <laughs> let's dial S-C-I-E-N-C-E. <laughs> Yes, one eight hundred. So anyway, science catch up here, and uh, let's get a new new term: neuromodulator. I mean, they got rid of one of the planets. Surely we can talk about a <laughs> I new. Know. If you can drop name. a planet, that made me mad. Too. Me I too. Like I didn't care for that. <laughs> uh, I do. On a very serious note here, nine eight eight is the suicide and cross crisis hotline. So when someone is feeling that that they are in that situation call that number there's people out there oh yeah super important and super important they want to help and they care yes yeah that's so much better idea absolutely so that's it's a really serious thing and so anyway just wanted to address uh, using abilify in addition to some of the more traditional antidepressants Uh, again drug journal Yep. Everything that's going on, you've got to be really Risk thorough benefit. with this group of medicines. Talk with your doctor. Because you get some great things, but you're just mm-hmm. using this tool, right? Yep. Well, Carol, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate being here. What <laughs> else should we recategorize? 
For the next pod again, podcast. <laughs> well, we'll think about that. <laughs> we, we can call things. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll not go there. <laughs> I appreciate you all listening. This has been and will be Druggists for the People.